0: In a world where some of the greatest motion pictures ever made are reaching their 30th anniversaries, one group of friends gathered together to pay tribute to these films.
1: Pat Cantagalli.
0: Dennis Matouche, Jeff Mazuka both Wormbold. each week we take a look back at one movie that is reaching that 30 year milestone whether you love seeing these films in the theater or enjoying them for the first time at home we invite you to join us this year as we travel back in time to 1986 i am your host john reed and you're listening to the 30 something movie podcast Hello and welcome once again to episode number 84 of the, well, I'm not welcoming you again to episode number 84, that would be kind of weird. Welcome for the first time to episode number 84, although you could be listening to this on a podcast again if you liked it so much the first time, so welcome, ah, crap. Um, Anyway, welcome, first time second time, last time, whatever, uh, to episode number 84 of the 30-something Movie Podcast. I am your host, John Reed. Um, Right now, as I'm starting this episode off, I'm flying solo, but we may have Pat jump in here shortly, uh, joining us real quick as we get this uh, intro stuff out of the way. But uh, this time around, we are taking a look at the football movie, Wildcats, starring Goldie Hawn, so we'll get into that here momentarily. Uh, I do want to warn you right off the bat that we do spoil the events of the movies we talk about, so... If you have not seen this movie, and you would prefer to not be spoiled just yet, then go watch the movie, and then come on back after you've watched it, um, and we're, we may talk about other movies as we go along, so just fair warning, um, you know, as we're talking about a football movie, we talk about other football movies, so if you haven't seen them, then if you happen to hear the name of that movie mentioned, then hit pause real quick and come on back later, but uh, we're glad that you've joined us, and let me just stop real quick before I get on to anything else really, really glad um, that we have had several new followers on Twitter. So thank you so much for the followers that we've got. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much for the followers on Twitter. And um, we are, we're very close to breaking the hundred followers mark. Now I know that there are some people out there going, yeah, hundred followers, not, not a huge amount of people, but you know what? We are, we were a group of five friends, five guys that not the restaurant. Uh, But if the restaurant would like to support us financially, then uh, five guys, just let us know. We'd be very happy to come eat a whole bunch of burgers there. Um, But we're just a bunch of friends, uh, teachers that are just we're we're doing this for fun. Um, You know, we just enjoy talking about movies. And so we're not... You know, we're not expecting that we're going to be out there with a huge audience of followers and and listeners. But, you know, if people come along and they enjoy the show and they enjoy the format of it where we're going through movies of a particular year, then awesome. So every follower that we get that's over one, um, because I'm following our Twitter account with my other personal Twitter account. So as long as there's two followers, then that's cool um but uh yeah i think as of the last time i looked we're at 90 so that is awesome so thank you so much for all the new followers that we've had lately you know, we were hovering around was it maybe like 60 followers there for a while And uh, just all of a sudden, lately, we've we've had a whole bunch of people jump on. So thank you for joining us. We hope that you are enjoying listening to the show. So if you want to get in touch with us, you can jump on 30podcast.com, and that's probably the best way to let us know if you've got some feedback for the show, if you've got some uh, movies that you'd like us to take a look at. Um, One thing I haven't done yet is to actually publish the list of movies that we are looking at doing for the rest of the year. Sometimes that will change, um, but I do have a list of movies we are planning on doing for the rest of the year. I'm going to put that up on our website and then you can take a look at that and if you're looking at that saying, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Um, Awesome. Great movies. Amazing movies but back the truck up here just a second. Uh, So you're doing those but you're not. What about Deadly Friend? Okay, what about Deadly Friend? What about The Mission? Okay, if you love yourself a good Catholic priest uh, you know, in the what would that have been? Like the 1600s movie? What about that one? What about what about clockwise? That's a funny one. Uh, what about Manhunter? The original, um, the original, um, I'm going to blank out on his name right now, but I'm not going to blank out of this guy's name. There's Pat. Hey, hey, John, how are you doing? How's it going? Oh, Hannibal Lecter. That's what I was trying to figure out. Hannibal Lecter. That's, that's a, a good time. To- that's a weird time for you to come into the recording.
1: I was going to say, but well, hey man, there's nothing better. Hey. Nothing better.
0: So I was just, I was thinking, we have a whole bunch of new followers on Twitter. Really? So, yeah, we had been kind of, we had plateaued at about 60-some followers there for a while. Okay. And, like, in the last week, we've shot up to 90. Dude, that's awesome. So, we're like, I, I think when we hit 100 followers, we need to have some kind of a party. Dude,
1: yeah, there's, never, there's never a reason to not have a party. We, can have I a th- think that's definitely,
0: we should have a 30-something podcast dance party. I, I think so, man. We'll get on I Google so. Hangout. Really? We'll get on Google Hangout. We'll play some music, and we'll just dance. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> that's the way to do it man I'm, I'm up for it i mean i i'm not saying i can dance but i'll, I'll gyrate on the camera yes <laughs> <laughs> well i can't dance either but there you go that's fine hey it'll, it'll just be a bunch of guys gyrating on camera i'm down with that okay. i'm down with that i probably sounds like another website that people could go visit but you know hey that's the internet's a beautiful the internet's a beautiful thing there's something for everybody
1: we can, we can Google that and find out what that's all about.
0: We can, but I, this is my work computer, so I'm not going to Google that on my work computer. Just like, yes, there's okay. a lot, yeah. Yeah, but uh, if anybody else would like to do that, you can go for it, as long as you're not on your work computer. Just avoid that at all costs. If you enjoy okay. your job, if you don't like your job, sure, go for it. That's right, that's right. You the 30-something movie podcast is not responsible for anyone losing their job. That's right. If we had lawyers, they would have told me to say that.
1: I think, why do you need a lawyer? You just know to say that.
0: We don't. I'll just say it.
1: Yes. So, how are you doing? Dude, it's, man,
0: it's awesome. Life is good. Yeah. How are you doing? What's going on? I'm I'm fine. We're all fine here. Good. How are you? How are you? No, I think things are going pretty well. I'm I'm getting to the point where, uh, for those of you who may be coming to the show for the first time, we are, uh, all the guys that are on here with us, we're all teachers. So, it is mid-August, so we are... Staring down the the barrel of school coming very very yeah. quickly, and uh, I go back a little bit before the other teachers go back just because I'm helping with training stuff and all that. So this is kind of my I don't want to say it's a full week back just yet, um, but it's mostly a full week back. Okay, and training are you, are you training back the new there? teachers. I I was there today. I'll be there tomorrow. Just kind of training the new teachers, getting them all set up and ready to go, making sure that they don't panic on their first day. Okay.
1: Okay, that's 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 good. What about the old teachers, the the not new teachers? What who makes sure they don't panic on the first day?
0: Yeah, they can fend for themselves. They're fine.
1: All right, that's no, good. I would do that too. We're all fine here. We're, we're all, all good. Fine we're here.
0: fine. Good. How are you? How, how are you? Boring conversation, so. anyway. Um, yeah, no, I, it's it's going fine. You know, we got a whole bunch of stuff to, to do on the the first few days of school, and we uh, we're we're looking at um, we're looking at getting uh, one of those programs where every kid has a laptop kind of thing going so hopefully fingers crossed you can't see that on the podcast but fingers crossed that happens sometime soon um hopefully it'll be this coming fall but we'll just have to see
1: yeah hey man that's all that's all that's all you can do
0: so that's all you can do well so i was just i was just uh getting into the introduction of things just telling people that we spoil movies that we see i was gonna ask the people if they'd leave us a review on itunes um, right. But at this point, I might just I might shift it around and just be like, hey, follow us on Twitter, because we're almost at 100. So yeah, forget from, iTunes. For right now. Forget Nothing the against iTunes, iTunes. No, we like iTunes. It's fine. It, it helps, you know, get the podcast out there. But you, you can come over. We, we want to get to 100 followers. Mm-hmm. Because then we feel like, you know, we actually have friends if we have 100 followers on Twitter.
1: I find it interesting when you refer to it as, or not you, but a person refers to it as followers. Like right. I just see a bunch of people walking around in robes, chanting something.
0: You know? I'm, I'm going to revert to Reverend Reed uh, if we get yeah. the hundred followers. Yeah. Um, that there were times back when, I, oddly enough, when I played football, since we're talking about a football movie tonight, um, there were times in the locker room before a football game that I would preach a sermon about how we were going to win. Yeah. As as go. Reverend yeah. Reed. That's cool. Yeah. That's and funny. we will take the field. Can I get an amen? Yeah, we, we, we go into that whole thing. Cool. Um, you know, usually while we were in the locker room, we had a big screen TV in there, and we'd be watching Eddie Murphy Raw. So you know, not you have the contrast between Reverend Reed and Eddie Murphy Raw going on Eddie in the background.
1: Eddie Murphy Raw. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's 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 definitely that's pretty good, man.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good. <sighs> All right. Well, before we get into the Wildcat stuff, the only thing that I have necessarily here is the new movie news part is yeah. that uh, open letter to Warner Brothers that came out. Did you get a chance to see that? I did not see that. Okay. Let me see. I will actually go. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's a little long, but what's
1: yes? What's the, should I pop it up here and read it? Or are you going to give me the, uh, I'll, the I'll give you the,
0: I'll give you the gist of it and I will read, uh, I'll read some important passages here. Okay. Being the English teacher that I am, I will put on my English teacher reading voice. Okay. Um, Okay, so the interesting thing, this was posted on a website called Pajiba, I don't know, Um, but they kind of list themselves as having just information on all kinds of pop culture type things, they list like film, TV, news, love, celebrities, think pieces, podcasts, web, politics, Game of Thrones, DC, Marvel, Netflix, so they list a whole bunch of things, and I don't really know what this website's supposed to be, but... Uh, this was an open letter. It's called an open letter to Warner Brothers CEO Kevin Sujihara about layoffs, Zack Snyder, and donuts. Okay. And this was listed under Think Pieces. And the part that I totally ignored that I should have paid attention to, which would have told me that that something's going on with this letter, is the person who wrote it. And I'll tell you in a minute who the person, what the person's name is. Okay. It's a fake name. And at the time, I, I wasn't even paying attention to who wrote it. Okay. So basically what this is is it's someone writing an open letter to Warner brothers talking about how they left a screening of suicide squad last week and they were angry and they were upset that the movie was bad. And then they go into blaming the CEO of Warner brothers for how bad the movie is and how bad Batman versus Superman was and how bad man of steel was and so on and so on. And then the person goes into saying, I, you know, I was a, I was an employee of Warner brothers I'm, an, I'm a former employee of Warner Brothers, so uh, let me read a little bit of it here. Um, okay, uh, I'll, I'll just start from the beginning. When I left my screening of Suicide Squad last week, I was angry. I was annoyed and let down and frustrated as well, but mostly I was just angry. Look, I'm a big dork, so of course I thought this train wreck of a movie did a major disservice to the characters, concept, cast, and crew, but that wasn't why I was mad. Yes, it is unfathomable to me that Warner Brothers could mess up a movie starring Will Smith, Margot Robbie, and the Joker so completely, but that just had me flummoxed. I was angry because I couldn't stop thinking about you, Kevin Suji. I think it's Sujihara. He's okay. the CEO of Warner Brothers. Okay. A lot of fans might be angry, and rightfully so, because you keep completely whiffling at the properties that they are desperate to love and enjoy. But this is a little more personal for me. See, I am a former Warner, Warner Brothers employee. I have so much respect for your studio. I love every square inch of that magical back lot from stars hollow to the fitness center. I always meant to use the people I worked with during my time with your company are now close friends on my last day. I hugged them and I told them I loved them. I was also there in 2014 when you made the decision to lay off 10% of your workforce. It was a terrible year and then blah, 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 blah. Talking about watching all of his friends get, or watching all of her friends get fired. Okay. Um, Okay. But out of all that, the thing that really sticks with me is the memo you sent to all of us. Let me refresh you on my favorite part. Quote, I wanted, this is apparently a memo that came from the Warner Brothers CEO. I wanted you to hear directly from me about our plans for the studio. In recent days, we have started to hear rumors here at the company and to read misinformation in the press. So I'd like to set the record straight. I know that the hard work and dedication of every employee around the world is the key to Warner Brothers success. And I'm sorry for the distraction this situation brings the workforce or workplace. At Warner Brothers, we work with the world's most extraordinary storytellers, and our focus has always been to provide the creative environment and financial resources they need to realize their vision. Our commitment to that won't change. In fact, we're investing more than ever in our film and television productions. Okay, then the person goes back to uh, their letter. This is how you open the memo about layoffs. Hey guys, we work hard for the people telling stories here, and we want to make sure those visions are realized. The ball's on you. That year, we pursued the storytelling vision of Adam Sandler's Blended and Clint Eastwood's Jersey Boys, Failures. We pursued a potentially great summer movie like Edge of Tomorrow and completely botched its release. Same with The Man from U.N.C.L.E.* We dug in our heels and hoped the Hobbit trilogy would somehow stop being a mediocre case of diminishing returns. Talented, loyal people packed their boxes and went home while your storytellers dropped the ball. And then they go on and they talk about Man of Steel. um, Let's see. Um, I wrote, I started to write this letter last year. I started forming it in my head after Man of Steel was a box office failure instead of the modern classic tentpole you were expecting. I kept holding off on writing anything because it was because of one title, Suicide Squad. Zack Snyder's Dawn of Justice was a fiasco, but here comes this plucky little dark adventure about antiheroes. I love David Ayer. I love Harley Quinn. I love Will Smith. Put the letter in a drawer. The ship isn't sinking anymore. Everything's fine. There's no way this movie is bad. And here we are. I got back from my screening and screening and dusted this sucker off. You, your executive team, and your vision of your, quote, extraordinary storytellers that resulted in the loss of around 1,000 jobs seems intent on crashing the ship into as much, um, let's say, um, fecal matter as you can find in the ocean by making inane decisions over and over again. And then they go on to blame Zack Snyder for everything um, uh, then they say, you just don't get it. It's not just about DC movies, it's your whole slate. Jupiter Ascending, Get Hard, Hot Pursuit, Max, Vacation, Pan, Point Break, effing Pan, you jerk. People lost their jobs and you decided Pan was a good idea. You think another jungle book is a good idea? Uh, What are you even doing? I wish to God you were forced to live out of a car until you made a number one movie of the year. Maybe. okay. now here's the sentence that's got everybody all upset. Mm -hmm. Maybe Wonder Woman wouldn't be such a mess. Don't try to hide behind the great trailer. People inside are already confirming it's another mess. It's also impressive how you keep rewarding the same producers and executives for making the same mistakes over and over. If I worked at a donut stand and I kept effing up the donuts, I'd be fired. Even if I made a tiny, decent one every now and then, it doesn't matter. I'm going to get fired. I love that studio, and you're allowing it to sink. It's not about making movies for, quote, the fans and not the, quote, critics. It's not even about ruining childhoods. It's about protecting livelihoods. It's time to wake up and, and make the effing donuts, Kevin. Hmm. So... So not only does this person lay into Warner Brothers and Zack Snyder and uh, pretty much everything else, but the one sentence that's kind of got people up in arms is when this person comes along and says, and you know what, uh, on top of everything else, Wonder Woman is a mess. And yeah. people had watched that trailer and they're like, oh, that looks awesome. And now this guy comes along and is like, nope, it's a mess. It's a huge mess. People on the inside say it's a mess. It's a mess. Oh. So that's got a lot of people upset. Now, you want me to tell you who wrote it? Tell me who wrote it. The person who wrote it, and I I should have paid attention to this earlier, and then I would have figured it out. The person who wrote its name is Gracie Law.
1: Gracie Law?
0: Yeah. Does that sound real to you?
1: Stay away from her, Jack. She's troubled.
0: Exactly. So I'm reading this whole letter, and at first I was upset. I'm like, come on. I really wanted Wonder Woman to be good. And then when I started to pay attention to it, I, I looked at it again um, yesterday before I was, as I was kind of taking some notes for our recording and I looked at the author and I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Really? Okay. So now I'm, now I feel a little bit better about this because is it
1: a whole, is it all a joke or are they just hiding under that persona or are they just psycho and wrote an open letter? Cause
0: well, the thing is, and I I looked at a couple of other websites that uh, there was another website, um, called birth movies, death. They do Mm -hmm. a lot of covering of, um, of Hollywood-type stuff, and I, I mean, I kind of would trust their judgment a little bit more. Um, I did see yesterday they had kind of an explanation of this open letter and that a lot of the things that this person mentions about being an employee, like mentions specific locations, the guy that writes for this birth movie death, uh, movies death website said, right. look, I don't even work at Warner Brothers, and I've been to those places. Anybody who takes the, you know, the tour, the five-minute tour, could go to those places.
1: Mhm. So mm-hmm.
0: this is not like it and they don't mention anything else in the letter that necessarily points to them definitely being a Warner Brothers employee. Right. So yeah. my thought is after reading it and then after reading the kind of the coverage of it on the other website where they kind of went through it I'm like, okay, I'm I think this is a hoax. Mm-hmm. This person probably doesn't. And they made a good point too and I was kind of thinking that as well it's still almost a year until the Wonder Woman movie comes out. What would you have seen so far that would make you think it's either good or bad? Yeah. They're still filming. I mean, they're still filming and working on it. Yeah. So sounds like, yeah. And maybe hmm. somebody from Marvel or, or Disney was worried about it. So they made up this letter.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You never know when it's Gracie law, when you don't know who this person is, it's kind of like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you yeah. some, some know, there's something wrong with her, there's
0: something wrong with her face.
1: Yeah. You know, you know what it kind of, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I know there's something wrong with your face. The, uh, the, the thing is, is it's like, okay, we all know now that when people put stuff on the internet, they can just go like just mm-hmm. blah, and just throw stuff out there and it's chat rooms. And now it's like bled into open letters. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just yeah. like, you know, cause maybe 20, 30 years ago, you write a letter and you know, unless you're going to like publish it in a newspaper that actually take the time to publish it no one's gonna read it now you have a venue just to put whatever and yeah 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 so I, I could see I could see where your line of thought was like fear and then oh my gosh and then when you see that it's kind of who, who wrote it um, you know or not who wrote it but what they're naming it you know what I'm saying yeah
0: yeah their pseudonym so their pseudonym mm-hmm. yeah 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 When I, I mean, when I first, when I first read it, I, I was listening, I was kind of reading through it and I was like, okay, all right, well, yeah, some of their movies have not been so great. And Mm I, I like man of steel. I don't don't care what anybody else says. I still haven't seen suicide squad yet. So I'm like, okay, well, some people said they really liked it. And some people said it's not good. It's making a ton of money, whether it's good or not.
1: it's, It's making its money. So it doesn't matter what, you know,
0: well, and that's, and as I'm looking at this list of movies that they're complaining about, um, you know, and the, the birth movies death guy said the same thing. It's like, look, you've listed some movies that make a ton of money, like Suicide Squad's making a ton of money. Batman versus Superman made some money. I mean, mm-hmm. the Hobbit trilogy made, what was it, like uh, several billion dollars?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's not like yeah. they're, maybe the critics didn't love them and maybe audiences audiences know, loved it enough that it, it made, made a bunch of money. Yeah. So I, I don't know what, I mean, and then uh, the part, I liked what the birth movies, death guy said um, when they were talking about where he says, like, I wish, I wish to God you were forced to live out of a car until you made a number one movie of the year. Maybe wonder woman wouldn't be such a mess. Um, the guy well, pointed I, what out does that even mean, well, the, the guy pointed out, okay, look, they had a number one movie in 2014. It was the American sniper movie. Mm-hmm. And they also made Mad Max Fury road. Mm -hmm. so that won a whole bunch of awards yeah so and they're making good movies they're just also making a whole bunch of bad ones but right
1: and and i gotta be honest everything this guy is complaining about are comic book movies really pretty much the comic book the fantasy i mean so it kind of sounds like someone that just wants to see you know what i'm saying that just has an an angry angry fanboy yeah that's kind of what it sounds like Mm -hmm. here so i mean you know, and if you're laying off the workforce, I mean, I don't have the access to the numbers and the whole thing. But I mean, yeah, yeah, it, it, that's that's one of those letters you kind of freak about. And then you you kind of start thinking about it. And then. Yeah, OK, yeah, yeah this this person's kind of nuts.
0: Yeah, so I've, I've kind of I was a little bit worried about it before and I've kind of backed off now. And I'm like, yeah, Gracie Law does not know what she's talking about.
1: Exactly. Or Gracie, Gracie Law might. But whoever's using her name.
0: Right, right. You know. So. She might have green eyes, but that doesn't mean she knows what she's talking about. Yeah, man. All right. Are you ready to go? Are you ready for some football? I am ready for some football. Okay, let's do it. Um, all mm-hmm. right. So we are taking a look at Wildcats, the release date on this one. Ooh, a Valentine's movie. Would you take a date to this movie? I'd. Let's say it came out today. Would you take Tammy to it?
1: Sure. Okay.
0: Maybe. On Valentine's Day? Maybe. <laughs> okay.
1: I, well, I don't know. Okay. I,
0: well, this movie came out on Valentine's Day, 1986, so I'm just trying to figure out their rationale for doing it on Valentine's Day. It, I'm not seeing much. Goldie Hawn? Maybe. Your significant other is going to enjoy Goldie Hawn. You're going to enjoy the football, so there you go. That, yeah, that's, that's, yeah okay. that's it. You got the feminism and the football, same movie. Let's go.
1: All packed in, exactly.
0: All right, right. so, but it was rated R. Uh, The director on this one was Michael Ritchie. He died in 2001. He also did The Bad News Bears, Fletch, The Golden Child, and Fletch Lives. Producer on this one was Anthea Silbert. Uh, She did Overboard, My Blue Heaven, and Something to Talk About. Writer on this one was Ezra Sachs. Uh, Did a movie called FM and another one called A Small Circle of Friends. Music on this one by James Howard. Uh, he did the music for Tough Guys, Major League, Pretty Woman, King Ralph, Falling Down, The Fugitive, Space Jam, and The Hunger Game movies, among others. Uh, he also did a little bit of work on the uh, Batman movies okay. with Hans Zimmer. Budget on this one, I could not find the budget. The box office was $26.3 million, so it made a little bit of money. What was the cost of it? I couldn't find one. Okay. Tried to find the budget information for it, couldn't find it anywhere. Okay. So this one is starring Goldie Hawn as Molly McGrath. Uh, She was in Private Benjamin, probably her most well-known movie, um, and the one that was kind of her breakout. Uh, Overboard, which I think we may be looking at next year, and Death Becomes Her. Swoozy Kurtz just has a fun name. She was Verna McGrath. Uh, She was in Bright Lights, Big City, Reality Bites, Liar Liar, and the TV show Mike and Molly. Robin Lively played the daughter, Alice Needham. She was in The Karate Kid Part 3, Teen Witch, and Savannah, the TV show. James Keach played Frank Needham. Uh, He was in FM, National Lampoon's Vacation, and Walk the Line. Jan Hooks, uh, who died in 2014, played Stephanie Needham. She was in Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Batman Returns, Designing Women, and Saturday Night Live. Bruce McGill played Dan Darwell. He was in Animal House, Club Paradise, My Cousin Vinny, uh, Ali, Cinderella Man, and Lincoln. Wesley Snipes played Trumaine. He was in Major League, White Men Can't Jump, Demolition Man, one of my favorite bad movies. Mm -hmm. Most people don't like it. I love Demolition Man. Uh, Yeah. Still have not figured out what the shells are for.
1: He doesn't know how to use the three shells. (laughs) I
0: know. Oh, man. Uh, It was in the Blade movies and was in Chirac, which just came out, I think, last year. Yep. Uh, Woody Harrelson played Krasinski. He was in Doc Hollywood, White Man Can't Jump, Indecent Proposal, this little TV show called Cheers. I, don't yeah. know, I haven't heard much about it. It sounds happy.
1: Sounds like a good time. Yeah. Sounds like a place that, you know, everybody know your name. Exactly.
0: So, all right. Someday I want to go. <laughs> wait, wait, what year did Cheers come out? I knew you were going to ask me that. Um, I think do it was, you know why, do you know why I asked that? Why do you ask
1: that? Woody Harrelson's playing a high schooler in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, does he look too old to be a high schooler? Or does he look too young? Okay. Whatever. Wait a minute. What year did Cheers come out? Because he was supposed to be like, you know.
0: Yeah. Cheers came I, out in 82.
1: Wow. Okay. So Woody Harrelson was definitely playing younger in this movie.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That came out in 82. Okay. Uh, let's see. Woody Harrelson was also in Natural Born Killers, Kingpin, Zombieland, and the Hunger Games movies. Uh, you also have uh, Michael T. Wash- uh, Wy- boom. Let's back it up there for a second. Try to say that correctly. Mike T. Williamson, who played Lavander Bird Williams. He was Bubba in Forrest Gump. He was also in Heat and Con Air. Uh, you have Tab Thacker, he, who died in 2007, played Finch, the big guy. He was also, he was House in Police Academy 4 and 5. Okay. You had uh, Jesus Garcia, who played Chirulo. He was on uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Along Came Polly, and We Were Soldiers. Uh, Nipsey Russell, who died in 2005, played Principal Ben Edwards, of uh, Principal of Central High School. He was in Car 54, Where Are You?, and The Wiz. Uh, LL Cool J played the rapper. Uh, I think this may have been the first time he was in a movie. He was in Toys, Halloween H2O, Deep Blue Sea, Any Given Sunday, and the TV show NCIS Los Angeles. And finally, you have M. Emmett Walsh, uh, played Walt Coase, the lawyer. He was in Blade Runner, Fletch, Back to School, which we just did last week, and My ben- Best Friend's Wedding. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave this one a 13%, and the audience gave it a 50%. Uh, Siskel and Ebert Siskel said, quote, Who advises Goldie Hawn on the films she makes? And gave it one star. Ebert says, Wildcats is about how spunky Han is and how cute it's supposed to be that this little woman can make all those great big football players do what she says. The filmmakers, the producers, and Hahn herself bought the premise instead of looking for the plot. The problem with the movie is that they started with a character description instead of with a story. One and a half stars. Score, when they when they asked people leaving the theater what they thought of it, CinemaScore gave this one an A minus. Hmm. So, it does not fit with Siskel and Ebert and doesn't necessarily fit with the audience score from Rotten Tomatoes. People leaving the theater like the movie. So, the only, yeah. award, the only award for this one was the daughter, uh, played by Robin Lively, the daughter Alice, played by Robin. Lively was nominated for a Young Artist Award uh, for Best Supporting Actress. And, uh, summary for this one Molly McGrath loves football. She knows football. She breathes football. Unfortunately for her, she coaches girls' track. When she gets the chance, she takes a job coaching football at Inner City Central High School in Chicago. They are an unruly and undisciplined group who does not respect her until she shows them that she can be a real football coach. Molly McGrath always knew what she wanted. Hey, you want to coach football? Fine, you got it. At Central High. Her team, the Wildcats. Uh, Ready to play, (laughs) Colts? Do you want to play football? Yeah. Don't wear yourselves out. (laughs) You want to get rid of me?
1: Absolutely.
0: You're in training as of right now. Put that out. You think a woman can't be tough enough?
1: Watch me. Forgot my purse. I don't intend to coach a bunch of
0: losers. (laughs) How did your folks let you get like this? He probably ate his folks. Your
1: mama says you ugly! Hey! From here on out, I call the shop. Tell us what to do! Where are you, turkey? Alright! Oh.
0: How are you enjoying the game thus far? Oh! sure I'm the right person for this job? Wildcats. Football had it coming. So not a whole lot of background on this one. Um, LL Cool J performed the song Football Rap that you hear playing during the opening credits. And also he's uh, on stage at one point during one of the victory parties. Um, the song performed at the end credits is supposed to be a parody of the Super Bowl shuffle when they're going through that whole thing. And I'll, I'll just say right now, that was awkward to listen to.
1: It, it was an it, football.
0: It, yeah. It was at that point I was like, you know, normally every other movie I will sit all the way through the credits. And I it, that one, I was like, nope, got it. I think I'm going to have to turn it off here. I'm,
1: There's one point when she starts singing and, and she actually lands on pitch. And I think she says something to the effect of, hey, I got it. I got yeah. it. Like, <laughs> football. Yeah. Football. Uh-huh. yeah. It, it was kind of a it was kind of a funny song. Yeah. You know, I um, even though I think did they say LL Cool J did the
0: LL Cool Cool J did the one at the beginning of the opening credits. This one was just meant to be kind of talking about each of the characters, but parodying the because it was made, you know, during the same time that the Bears were doing their Super Bowl shuffle and yeah, Yeah. I mean, and filmed in Chicago. So,
1: yeah. So why not? It was a it was a cute little song.
0: Yeah, it was kind of like when you ask um, middle school or high school students to put together a song and you know, kind of the result you get from that. Yeah. So if they were going with trying to make these guys look like real high schoolers, then they did it. Yeah, that's true. That much is certain. Mm -hmm. Um, The games that they played when they uh, played Prescott High School at the end were filmed at Lane Tech High School in Chicago. A lot of the other locations were filmed in Chicago. The only two that I know of, um, there's a, a blog called It's Filmed There, And I want to say that the only two locations they listed that were not in Chicago were the scene where they're in the alley uh, trying to hide in the dumpster from the police and the racquetball court. Um, Somebody claimed on there that that racquetball court is the private uh, racquetball court uh, at Chevy Chase's old house in Los Angeles. Okay. So, but otherwise, other than that, I think the rest of the locations were filmed in Chicago. Uh, This was also the very first movie for both Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes. Okay. They had not been in movies before this. So Cool. All right. So let's just get right into it here. Um, yeah. Is this the first time you've watched this one? Yeah,
1: I, I think so. I want to say I've seen parts of it because, uh, you know, there were things like, oh, I remember catching that on TV or I remember seeing that and, you know, uh, but this was the first time I sat down and watched it, you know, song, song to song.
0: Yeah. Me too. I, I like I like you. I think I've, I've seen clips before. I know I've seen clips before, because when we I, I was on the football team in high school, and there were things that we would kind of steal from this movie that were really similar. Like when we would the offensive line when we'd line up against another team, we would you know they'd be growling at us and other stuff, and we'd either sing songs or I remember a couple times we we would even say stuff like "How are you enjoying the game so far." Mm-hmm. and stuff like that so I'm watching this I'm like oh that that's right that's where we got that from And but that's I don't it. recall sitting down and watching it from beginning to end right right so I knew I knew parts of this and I uh, there are particular scenes that kind of came back to me as I was watching it but um, this, this was probably the first time I've I know it's the first time I've watched it all the way through so yeah. so what's your uh, what's your initial reaction my initial reaction watching through it do you, do it, you agree I, with I the 13% it. that the critics gave it not, not really i was i was shocked not shocked i was surprised
1: to see that the the it only got 13% and um i mean when i watched it and i didn't look at any broad tomatoes or anything beforehand but when i watched it i kind of got sucked into it and i was like okay i want i want to see how it ends i want to see her win i mean i, I know which way the story is going i you know it's a little bit of melodrama and okay these are the predictable situations but some of the situations um were humorous i mean they they cracked me up um yeah and i was i was happy to see her succeed and everybody wins in the end and uh you know she stands up to the ex-husband and the football team wins i thought that was cool um you know that coach that was just a jerk of her original school you know he kind of got his he you know i think they threw him in the mud or something like Mm -hmm.
0: that yeah
1: um but yeah, I I kind of enjoyed it because because of that, it was cute little fun little movie, you know.
0: Yeah, I you know, and I was kind of surprised too because I had I had seen a couple of the before I started the movie, I had seen a couple of the re, not the reviews, but just some like some of the numbers, some of the percentages and things like that, the Rotten Tomatoes, the IMDb right. scores, and and some of that other stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, um, that seems a little harsh, but. Um, and admittedly i don't know I don't know that I've seen a lot of Goldie Hawn movies um you know she was not in my wheelhouse when uh you know when I was growing up and watching some of these movies and i mean i, I want to say the first movie that I ever saw with her and because I, I never I don't even think I've ever seen Private Benjamin I've probably mm-hmm. seen clips of it, but I've never watched it all the way through. I want to say the only Goldie Hawn movie that I have ever seen all the way through, and I think I saw it in the theater when it came out, was Death Becomes Her. Okay. Did you ever see that one?
1: No, I I don't know. Because I don't even know what I, if I know what it's about.
0: What it is? It was, yeah. um, it was kind of this quirky movie with um, Bruce Willis and Meryl Streep Oh, wait, is this
1: where she's dead, and there's a scene where she's holding a candlestick through the dude's hole in his... Yeah, Yeah. I remember... I never saw it, but I remember seeing something... Okay.
0: Okay. And I remember remember going to... And I think I saw it in the theater. No, I wouldn't have seen it in the theater. Okay. It came out in 92, so... How would I have seen that? No, you know what? I bet, because we were living in England at the time, and I bet... I bet we. I bet I went to go see it in the theater with some friends. Like okay. I, I bet that because that would have been the kind of movie you know to see in the preview. You know somebody's got a hole in their stomach and they're holding like the, the candlestick through and everything else. Just to see those previews, I, that would have been something that I think as a, you know, twelve year old would have been interesting to see. Right. So we probably did go to the movie theater and see that there. But that's the only one as far as, it was directed by Robert Zemeckis too. So you know it was, it had a good cast and. Good director, but that's probably the only movie of hers that I know that I've seen all the way through before watching Wildcats this time. Right. So right. I I don't know that I can necessarily say I'm a Goldie Hawn fan.
1: Yeah, I, she does a better job acting than I can. I mean, well, you know, yeah. I mean, and well, no, I, I I take that back. I mean, I think she did a good job in the role, and I mean, she's been in a lot of films and all that. I yeah. So I I don't know okay is I, she I, I shouldn't have said anything i mean i don't know i, I kind of got a non-opinion on it. but, it's, Sorry, it's, but
0: it's it's tough to do a podcast if you don't say anything that's true that's like true. Our, our 90 our 90 followers are not going to download it and be like oh this is this is the best this is the yeah, best yeah. silent review of a movie i've ever heard <laughs> that's awesome so you do kind of awesome. have to say something
1: that's, that's true. That's true. But I don't have to say it at that time and interrupt you. Go ahead and well, no, continue.
0: You do whatever you want. Um, well, so I guess one of my questions is, is she believable? Hey, that reminds me. No, I'm kidding. I'm yeah. kidding. Is Goldie Hawn believable to you as a football coach?
1: Okay. Uh, yeah. Within the context of this movie, um, I, I, you know, I, sure. I think she fits. I mean, I think it fits with the movie. I don't think you know it 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 um is asking you it, sure it's it's serious in some spots but it seems lighthearted and fun and it's supposed to be a movie with kind of a warm feeling you know uh, it's a movie with heart and so yeah i can believe her as a football coach you know in real life I, you know i you, you can't judge a book by its cover so i mean you know someone can have football knowledge and as long as they're you know or I should just say knowledge of a sport. And as long as they're able to motivate a team to, uh, do something, then, you know, Hey, that's, that's believable. Um, I don't necessarily think it's always the way that Hollywood portrays it, obviously, but you know, and sometimes you get those stories in real life that you see these coaches that have, have reached students or reached people. And it's like, it's almost like truth is stranger than fiction. Um, You know, and so, yeah, I think that would work, especially if she's, you know, had grown up in it and, and, you know, followed football and kind of from what they portrayed and learned it from her dad. And in reality, I think the angle they were going for, and this is what, I think this is maybe what Siskel's point was, where he said they jumped right into character development, but not into the story. Yeah, Is
0: that what his plan was? They said it, they kind of took a character sketch, and, and instead of coming up with a story, they just said, we want to have this woman who really grew up knowing football and loving football, and now she wants to be a football coach and gets her chance to do it. And right. that's the character. Now go, film a movie.
1: Yeah, and you don't get to see that story. What you're left to do is assume, and that is the only thing that was preventing her from doing that was – the fact that she was a woman and I thought that they were going to explore that a little bit more than they did, but they really didn't. And I, I I can see where that, you know, the movie didn't get very deep, you know, it stayed Uh very shallow, but that seems to be what I filled in is, yeah, she's supposed to be a genius when it comes to football and knows all the angles of the game. And she seemed to know how to coach that team. I mean, you know, once, once she got the players on board, you know, she was able to, you know, coach them to a, to a state championship or whatever. Um, but that's where it was kind of left hollow is the only thing they showed was, like they said, a character sketch. It was supposed mm-hmm. to be, you know, th- this woman that's trying to come to grips, working with inner city youths and and motivating them, as opposed to working the angle of this person knows football, but her gender is what's been keeping her out of coaching football.
0: Right, right.
1: Did that make sense? So. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I, and I think what I wanted to see more of in this, and, and I, I'll, I'll start off by saying that I I did like the movie, uh, even after kind of looking at some of the negative reviews. As I'm watching the movie, I'm I'm almost kind of like cringing, like, okay, I'm waiting for it, I'm waiting for it to be bad, and it really wasn't that bad. I mean, I'm not going to put it on my you know top you know my list of top football movies ever made or or top movies ever made, and I don't know that I'm you know knocking down the door to go watch a, a whole bunch of other Goldie Hawn movies, but you know it, i i wasn't at any point in time like oh man i have to turn this off it's just bad it, it never got to that so you know for me I, it was an enjoyable movie it like like you said i kind of got caught up in it and i'm like oh this is fun it's one of those you know you know how it's going to end you know what it's what's going to happen here and just go along for the ride and enjoy it yeah. and so i i think that's kind of how i approached it a little bit like you what i what i would have liked to see more of is kind of her her personal touch on getting this team ready and getting this team in shape and how she would do it differently than a man would. Right. You know, so you've got the scene where instead of the guys doing like the calisthenics and the other stuff, she's having them do almost like a dance routine. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching that going, Oh, that's cool. I, I, I want to see more stuff like that. Like, what is it? What is it about her as a coach that makes her stand out from all the other men that are coaching? Because I, I think I mean I think that's what this story is supposed to be about. So what is it that makes her so good over everybody else? Right. The other part where I felt that kind of fell through was especially most of the most of the segments that they showed where they were actually playing football, but when it got down to that last championship game, most of the segments, especially before halftime, all you're seeing when it cuts to her is just reaction shots. You're seeing her go like, ooh, and ah no and if she's such a good coach, I want to see her over there on the side yelling at them, you know, telling them what to do, telling other players, okay, now you get in and you do this. Or, hey, no, 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 over here, over here, you g- cover this guy over here. They showed the male coach doing that. They showed the uh, Dan. Um, they showed him yelling at his players and telling his players what to do, although and most of it was just kind of yelling, saying, hurt them, hurt them, and right. stuff like that but what I wanted to see was, was her use that. If she's got that football knowledge that she grew up with, you know, that she inherited or learned from her dad. Right. What I wanted to see was in that championship game, prove to me why you are a great football coach. Don't just show me shots of you. You know, if it's, Oh, we've got Goldie Hawn. She's got a cute, bubbly personality. You know, let's show shots of her reacting on the sideline. Right. No, I, if, if we're here to see her, Prove that she can be a good football coach, regardless of her gender, then let's see that. Show me how she's a good coach.
1: Yeah. Okay. And so, cycling back to your question of did you believe her as a coach, I could see where, yeah, but they didn't prove it to you. They just, you just kind of had to take them at their word. And you're right. It would have been, and maybe that's where again cycling back to the i'm repeating myself again mm-hmm. uh cycling back to ebert's comments or Siskel's comments where you yeah, had the character sketches but no story what was this a story about i mean was it just a straight up and up football story where they get a little bit more into the technicality of the game and like you said have show her coaching show her system show whatever um was it a story about um you know a woman going in and and uh uh, into like a male uh, a male world, and um, you know proving that she can she can hang with the best. Um, they had a little bit of that, but mostly it was just you know chauvinistic jokes, and, and that was the end of it. Right? Uh, was it a story of sort of like an Erin Brockovich where she was trying to um, balance her job that gives her meaning and? Her family. Well, you had a little bit of that, but you know, it, 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 everything mm-hmm. was spread very thin.
0: Right, uh, and that's yeah. That was the point I was going to make too. Was they they touched on? You know, if this is going to be a movie about feminism, then you started it, but you kind of fell short. And if this mm-hmm. is going to be a movie about um, you know racial tension, you've got the inner city school, Central High School, versus the Prescott, the affluent Prescott school. Um, you know, if it's going to be like, I remember the Titans kind of thing, um, you kind of fell short of that too. Cause you didn't really develop that fully. And while it was an entertaining movie, there were certain things about this that I think had they, like you said, had they taken this a step further and like really embraced that part and made it a part of the story and, and really kind of fleshed it out. Mm-hmm. Then I, I have a feeling and obviously just speculating, I maybe this movie well could have gotten better reviews from the critics but maybe you know historically looking back on it maybe more of one of those like this is a this is a classic movie this is a milestone movie where they you know like we're mentioning all these things like Aaron Brockovich and remember the titans and right all that stuff so I have a feeling had they developed some of those things a little bit further then maybe you'd be looking at, at this being on the list with all of those. We'd be saying things like, oh, well, that's a movie like Wildcats where they did this, this and this. Right.
1: And, I, and it's really that's where I don't see it necessarily opens itself up to a ton of criticism because it never really opens itself up at all. Right. So you know, I can't really heap praise on it it was a fun movie. It was entertaining. I cheered for the good guys. I laughed at parts. Uh, it was fun seeing all those actors kind of before they made a name for themselves or right as they were making a name for themselves. But again, it, it it doesn't really go much in depth with anything, you know? Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it was, it was fun. I mean, there was acting, there was talent in the movie. Oh yeah. I mean, there's, there's no question about that. Great
0: actors in this movie. Um, I love and I love that guy um, uh, Nipsey. What's his last name? I just said it earlier. Um, Nipsey Russell, the guy that plays the Central High principal. Yeah, I love that. Just every time he's like, right. Yeah, I know. And then he, like when that. when the guy comes to him, he's like, you know, I've I've got it on good authority that you've got a whole bunch of players that are ineligible. Well, let me just pull that up on my computers. Exactly. We should be getting those in about two years. Nice. And see, like yeah. that's one of those moments where I'm like, OK, let's that's a great that's a great message that you could push across in this movie is that we've got this. You're making the point that you've got this affluent uh, high school that's playing against the inner city school. And, you know, the guy, the guy's trying to undermine your football team. The one thing you've got going for you, he's trying to undermine that by coming in and talking to academics. And then you make this comment about, hmm, you know, I, I'd love to pull their grades up on the computer, but it's probably going to be about two years until we have those computers. Right. Right. But yeah, Yeah. I I thought that was great.
1: And they never really show Like you said, her she never really shows how she wins these guys over. I mean, you know, the, the one she, the race. Yeah. The, the one, yeah. Lavander, um, she, you know, ends up in the garbage can with him and says, I'm going to start screaming for the police or you're going to play football. And again, it's kind of like, okay, so they're going the comedy approach and lighthearted and they're not really looking to explore these issues. It's more of just a gag. So that's where I I don't find it really deep and they're not exploring race relations or anything like that. Um, Because, you know, they they don't explore those things. It's just there to kind of... It's there and it's a gag.
0: Yeah. You know? So since there's been a whole lot of, I don't want to say just lately, because it's not just
1: lately. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I am going to interrupt your thought. Even when the guys came in to give the speech at the end. Yeah. And they were going to give the speech, or not at the end, but in the courtroom and kind of like be the Mm -hmm. character witnesses. I expected them to be kind of rough around the edges and okay you know, this is, okay, it's going to be cheesy and they're going to say no and they're going to use foul language and mm-hmm. blah, 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 but at the end they're going to really make a rousing speech and say this is our, you know, person and yeah, we know that it looks bad with her daughters, but um, you know, she's really a caring mother and blah, 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 but they didn't. Yeah. It, it, even that, it kind of like fell short. It was like going to be there and okay, they're building up for the scene and these guys are going to, you know, save the day. Okay, not really, there's the language. Okay, everyone's shaking their head. And then a scene just ends. Yeah. Okay. So it was there for comic relief or what? Like nothing really, it
0: was there to kind of push that part of the plot through. Yeah. They didn't play all four quarters of the game. No, they did not.
1: So, and and that's it. Like I said, and the act, the actors were there. The talent was there. It just,
0: it just fell short. I enjoy your football analogy. So thank you for that. There you go.
1: Go ahead and say what, uh,
0: no, I, I was just going to say, and, and I don't want to, it's not a recent thing, but it seems like there's been a lot of stuff recently with like the, you know, and we've talked about it a little bit with like the, the all-female Ghostbusters movie and, you know, stuff like that. And it just seems like you have a lot of opportunities now to either go back and review the idea of, well, why couldn't a woman be a head football coach. I mean, we have, I, I looked up earlier, there are several places around the country where you have women that are head varsity football coaches for high schools. Um, you have, isn't there, and I, I looked this up and I, now I'm blanking out on it. Um, isn't there now a woman, like one of the first women assistant coaches in the NFL? I think there is now too. I thought I remember seeing that, that, that we now have a couple of, of assistant coaches that are women in the NFL. Um, and I think maybe there's one in the NBA, um, but I feel like now, if you were to remake this movie mm-hmm. and do it now, that mm-hmm. I feel like now might not be a bad time to bring up, you know, some of these issues. You've got well, we definitely have race issues going on in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you definitely got issues related to, um, you know, feminism and women's rights and things like that. So, could you, you know, would it not be a good time to maybe take a movie like Wildcats and say? Let's remake it. Let's put somebody else in here. Let's go to those things that we maybe fell through on or, or didn't follow through on as much as we could have. And now, in 2016, 2017, now maybe is a good time to to review this and do a movie on it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I
0: why not, man? Why not? I think that would be. I think that would be cool. Because um, I thought, as I was watching this, I thought more so than a lot of other movies we've seen. You know, I, I don't often sit in a movie and go, "Wow, this would be a good one to remake." You know, Mm -hmm. and especially some of the ones that we've done lately, like I wouldn't remake back to school because that's Rodney Dangerfield. If you don't have Rodney Dangerfield, you don't need to make back to school. Right. You know, same thing with Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You don't need to remake Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It is what it was. Just leave it alone. Yeah. And with this one, I remember sitting watching this one going, you know what? This would actually be a good one to remake. This would be one that I would say, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, this this would be cool. I think you run the risk.
1: This one, I think you run the risk of falling into formulas where, you know, just because it's been done before, Mm -hmm. um, are people going to like it or not like it? That's kind of up to them. That might be the one knock on it. Um, I know even when I saw, um, uh, shoot, what was the one? It was the cross-country one. I was excited. There was finally a running movie. Uh, Kevin Costner played the coach. That was based on a true story, even. And when you watch it, it's still kind of followed, okay, there, there's kind of a set formula. We discussed this with Hoosiers, too, didn't we? Mm-hmm. yeah. The, the sports movie where, okay, they come in, you know, he's got to gather the team around him. Is and, it, uh, McFarland, a- USA?
0: Pardon me? McFarland, USA?
1: McFarland, USA, yeah. And, you know, and now, I mean, obviously, that was based on a real event, sort of like the Hoosiers thing was. Yeah. So, I think that would be the risk with the movie, is that, you know, you get a, you know, the the someone saying, okay, we've seen this before and the people that are going to go see it are going to want to go see it because either a, they know the actors are in it or B they just like seeing those kind of movies and Hey, let me see another one. You right. know, I mean, what the heck? The other thing, you know, you might run into is, and I know that this, uh, this heated things up pretty quickly. Um, and one of our earlier podcasts, Oh,
0: I think you're about to mention what I was just about to say. Go ahead. Okay. Do you want to go ahead and say, no, that? You go ahead.
1: is, is that the idea of, you know, uh, a white person. Ah, you did it. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Go for it. Hi, uh, Jeff. <laughs> right. That's right. You know, but the idea of, you know, the white savior thing, right. which I mean, to be honest, until I started talking to other people, I, I never really saw it. Judging by the color of my skin, that's probably a reason that I never really saw it, you yeah. know? Um. So I, I, I will, I will stop my rambling, rambling, but I, I guess, I will stop my rambling with this. If you were going to remake it, I think you'd have to be not very careful. But I think there'd have to be some nuance to it,
0: okay? Okay.
1: Because if it's just, you know, a white person coming in and saving people in the inner city. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. um, Yeah. I I was actually going to kind of jokingly ask you about that. Because as I was looking up some different things on the movie, one of the things that popped up uh, as I was looking into it was, on a list of movies that are part of the white savior narrative. And I'm like, Oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah. I, I wish Jeff yeah. was here. Cause then we can get into another argument. Right. Well, but, but again, like Jeff mentioned the first time too, you know, it, there are certain, there are certain ways that I don't know that you can really take modern sensibilities and and try to overlay them on top of mm-hmm. an older movie like this. You know, in right. some ways, should some of these movies have known better yeah but at the same time, you're also working with you know you're working with another I don't say minority because women aren't in the minority, but um you know you're working with with one uh, cause is not the right word, but you're you're working with one demographic already and saying, okay well we're we're going to work on this being a movie about a woman, regardless of skin color, trying to become a football coach
1: right, and see, and that's the thing, and that was what. In one sense, if you go back and listen to that argument, there was a. Lot, I don't even know if we were e- even arguing like the same thing because that that idea with the, the white savior thing. Yeah, th- maybe people weren't aware of it back then, but that's why I say that's what makes me look at movies as thirty years old. Is back then that's what we thought. Right. You know, right. back then it was maybe it was okay for someone to say that to a woman looking to coach football, you know? And now we're like, where where do you get off making comments like that? Right. Um, And I think, but I think with this movie, and, and the reason that this movie didn't really strike me as, oh my gosh, this, you know, the white savior and everything like that. They didn't really show these guys' home lives as being awful and suddenly they were all good being around her again. Right. And that's where I said the movie never really sunk its teeth into any sort of issues.
0: Right. They just became a football team. It, it didn't, you know, maybe it changed their academic life in some way. But they didn't really show that. Maybe it changed, but maybe their home life didn't need to be changed. Because like you're saying it, you know, are, so we know that the one guy, we know that Bird it was flirting with a life of crime. Um, right. And that, you know, by the end of this, he's probably not going to. So, sure, a, a change has been made there, but. Yeah. So I, I don't know that the movie is really saying that she came in to save their lives. Yeah. She came in to try to be a football coach and she was able to take this team of, or this group of kids that was not really a team and turn them into a team.
1: Right. And it it didn't really go into,
0: you know, we are saving your lives. We are making your lives better by coming in and saving you.
1: Exactly. And, and so that's, I, I didn't get that vibe from this movie because of that. I mean, realistically, I mean, you could say the same thing about the Chicago bears. I mean, you know, I mean, in reality, it's sort of like, when are we going to finally get a coach that gets in there and turns them around? They supposedly have the talent forever. I mean, you could make a movie like that. And, you know, again, that's why I say it has to be nuanced. What's, what's going to be, what's going to be the, uh, you know, what's, what's the story going to be about. And the whole thing is, I, I don't mind stories where you know, you have a white coach going into a minority setting and coaching, that's fine. I just, I, I, there's a little bit more cred for me when it's based on a real story. Mm-hmm. The McFarland USA, that was based on a real story. Okay, so I, I can accept that because something like that really happened. Um, like I said, I it, I don't want to get off on a, on, a, on a rant, but I, I just – I just think you can always walk in someone else's shoes and it has to do with how, how are people portrayed in Hollywood? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, you know, if, and I think that's where that the other argument goes is if it's always a white person and the people that they're helping are always minorities, you know what I'm saying? Is that, is that right? Is that, you know, that kind of gets to the, stereotyping thing but it's it's kind of beside the point anyway because in this i don't even think that that was i don't think that was the central crux of the movie because i don't think she saved these guys other than coaching them and making them win football games
0: yeah so all right so what was your do you have a favorite scene from the movie favorite scene you got one you know, I have a hard time doing favorite quotes just because, and, and this kind of surprised me. The language kind of surprised me a little bit for a movie about high school football. Um, yeah. You know, if it was a movie about college football, then maybe I would expect there to be as much language as there was, and yeah. and you know the the actual nudity you know showing up in the movie and.
1: Yeah, um, that that was like oh
0: wow. You know, she, she wasn't a duck, but still. I um, was gonna.
1: Well, I was gonna say as you said you haven't seen Goldie Hawn in a lot, but I, well, you saw a lot of Goldie Goldie Hawn in this. Well, so yeah, I mean,
0: more than I've ever seen before. Um,
1: so, so you're telling me that the, the that that wasn't the kind of language that you heard on your football team, or?
0: No, I'm. I'm not saying that. I'm just mm-hmm. saying in a movie about high school football. Gotcha. You know when you if if this is a movie that you might want high school kids to go see. I don't know. I would make one that's rated R. Yeah. You know, I I would do a PG 13 version of it. Now some of the football movies that we watched when I played football, you know, we'd put stuff on in the locker room and, and you know, every once in a while we'd find a football movie. One of our favorites that we would put on all the time was a 1993 movie um, Mm -hmm. with, uh, let's see. It had James Conn actually had Halle Berry in it. Um, It was a really early movie for her called the program program okay we used to watch that movie non-stop um that one's rated r it's supposed to be uh, college football though okay and we i don't even know how many we must have watched that movie it was on if eddie murphy raw was not on on the the big screen tv we had in our locker room then mm-hmm. this movie was on and gotcha. if this movie wasn't on in the locker room we were probably watching it on vhs at home okay so it was okay. just it was just on all the time um but favorite. So I was a little bit surprised by some of the language in this one, and seeing some of the nudity too. Um, but I mean, some of you, I tried to, I tried to write down like some of my favorite quotes and, and some of the favorite scenes. And you know, I, I do like all the times that the principal, you know, that's probably one of my favorite things is just him repeating the Right. 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 Um, I, I did like the one part in terms of quotes. I like the one part where they're um, where they've been running the race with her and, and she's the one that outlasts them all. Yeah, and, and the one she's guy, American. yeah, the the one guy is like f you, and she's like f you what f you, Coach McGrath, better, and then she yeah. walks off. Um, yeah, other, that was a, that was a pretty cool scene. The other line that uh-huh. I thought was kind of funny was when she's in the courtroom, and again, mm-hmm. not language that I can repeat, but she's in the courtroom. She's like, well, you know what? I called him a mother effer, mm-hmm. which is linguistically correct be, because I'm a mother, and I used yeah. to.
1: Yeah, and that was back to when... And then when she just the, kind of trails uh, off. And, yeah, because the kid called the dog the uh, the son of a... You know, and yeah. said, well, technically it's correct. Yeah. It's, it's correct. So that it was, was
0: pretty, you know... That
1: was that was pretty fun.
0: Yeah. I, you know, I think... I, I try to think... I was trying to think about, like, a, a favorite scene from the movie. If I had to pick, like, one overall. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I liked the... I like the scene where she kind of, she kind of makes the deal with him. She's like, look, I'm going to, I'm going to start running. And mm-hmm. those of you who can't keep up with me, uh, if, if I outlast all of you, then I'm your coach. Mm-hmm. And if I don't, then I'll leave. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like that one. I liked, um, You know, I had a couple of scenes in mind, and now I'm kind of blanking out on on which ones I would have picked. But that one in particular, I did like, and I think I think some of the scenes. The one thing that I, the one scene I did thought, thought was kind of funny was when Finch, the big guy, mm-hmm. is uh, standing behind the bench and he's like trying to make a deal with the guys on their uh, their essays. Right. And he's he's like, man. I, normally this would be five dollars, but uh, science papers got diagrams. I got to charge you seven. Yeah. 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 That was pretty funny. So Um, some of that kind of stuff. And uh, I thought Wesley Snipes was really good in this. And you know, Woody Harrelson, he had, you know, he had a few lines here and there, but I thought Wesley Snipes was pretty funny.
1: Yeah, he was he was definitely funny when they get the daughter home, and then he and the girlfriend are, you know, in the in in the in the house, and all of a sudden everyone shows up. He's like, Oh man,
0: this happens every time, you know. That was the one line that I thought was kind of a, you know, if you weren't paying attention, it's kind of a throwaway, but he's like, oh, every time. Yeah, I know. That that kind of cracked me up. Um, and then he's trying to come onto the judge when they're in the courtroom. Yeah, I said, "Hey, baby, was- we can we can work this whole thing out. What you you got like a chambers or something back there? We can uh, you know we can get this all worked out." And
1: yeah, I I think that was kind of some of the lines that cracked me up were just honestly the ones with the gratuitous swearing in it. You know, yeah. because usually it was some kind of funny scene where where that came out. And um, yeah, yeah, that's but I mean again, nothing really. There was no one like, oh man, this scene is amazing, you know, or anything. The movie just kind of just never, never climaxed. It just kind of just stayed on a even keel throughout. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, I was trying to. I was trying to see if I could track down any other quotes or other scenes. That are, oh, I like the one part. Um, Wesley Snipes' character, Truman, when they're getting the daughter home. He's like, "Don't worry, baby. This is my uncle's car. He lets me borrow it whenever I want." Oh yeah, then why'd you have to hotwire it? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Um, yeah, I, like I said, the movie made me chuckle. It was fun. I'm, you know, I'm glad the good guys won. The bad guys were definitely jerks. But yeah.
0: Just kind of. I I did like the did like the part where he was trying to where the coach at the end was trying to say that he had money in his jock strap. He's like, check his jock. No. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not doing that. If you don't do it, you're off the team. He's like, I'm a senior. I don't care. Yeah, I know.
1: (laughs) That guy was just a jerk. That guy was just a he was just a jerk.
0: Which is a shame because he's my favorite, one of my favorite characters from Animal House. Yes. Daniel Simpson Day. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so that was pretty good. I liked it when she went and got the rims on the on the van. Yeah. When you kept cutting the price and,
0: and um So what'd you pay for it, sixty five? You got robbed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh man.
1: But that was yeah, that was good. It was good. It just you know, it was a fun movie.
0: So so if somebody told you, like, hey, I, I found this movie, you know, found it sitting out on the sidewalk. It's a movie called Wildcats. It's got Goldie Hawn in it. Mm-hmm. What would you tell them? Should they watch it?
1: Um, do I get to ask them what kind of movies they like? Sure. Or do I just, sure. it's just as my plate. I mean, if you yeah. got a random
0: stranger just asking about movie reviews on the street, then good on you. But yeah, you can ask them what yeah. kind of they like.
1: Yeah, well, it just, I mean, you like sports movies? Then check it out. It's fun. You like gladiator movies? Do you like gladiator movies? <laughs> do, you like gladiator <laughs> movies? do you like gladiators? <laughs> Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, say, that's a totally yeah. different tangent yeah no kidding i would say yeah it's it's um check it out if you like sports movies check it out don't watch it with the kids yeah. um but uh you know if you're looking for a, a one line just one liner, yeah good actors heartwarming story
0: no more, no less. Mm-hmm. And for all of the Hollywood uh, producers and directors and other people that are listening to our podcast, we think this might be a decent one to remake. So of all those other times where you're remaking movies or people are like, ah, don't remake that, this may be a mm-hmm. decent one to try to remake. So go find, um, I don't know, what do you what do? You think, like a Julia Roberts? Julia Roberts, yeah, I think you could. She, she could do this. Well, And you could get somebody new, too, somebody a little bit newer, but...
1: Yeah, it depends. Again, it just depends on how are you going to make this story, you know? Yeah. And what are you looking for? Are you looking for someone that's believable? Are you looking for someone that is, you know, cute? It, it, you know, not helpless, but sometimes overwhelmed with things. What What are you looking for? And, you know, that whole thing is – then that's why I say I think you'd have to make a movie that's nuanced. And I guess the reason is because I don't think you're going to make a movie that's going to necessarily ever make everybody happy. Right. And – I don't think you're going to make a movie that gets everyone to say, Oh, okay. We all see it this way. Now, right. I, think the job of a good movie is to get people talking. And as much as we joke about it, I think for us to, you know, obviously two white guys sitting here solving all the world's problems, but I think for us to, as we're, a country, we're the white
0: saviors a, of the podcast.
1: Yeah, there you go. Um, to try and get past, these race things that are going on in our country, it, it it's going to take discussion. And, you know, I'm sure it's going to get heated and emotional, but you got to get through it and you got to reach some consensus. And I think that's what it is. And I think that's the job of a good movie is to make people discuss. And, you know, put like what happened with that, put four guys in a room, put two guys in a room. They might not agree on it. It might be, oh, well, you're just, you know, narrow minded. Oh, well, you're just putting modern, Thought on a you know a past movie? Yeah, well, you're not rocking in someone else's shoes. Yeah, I I think a good movie brings those discussion points up, and and forces people to to talk, and as and then it becomes important incumbent on us to have that discussion in an open minded way where you can express your viewpoint, but you also have to l- listen to what the other person says and and try and reach a consensus. And that's where I think like if they were going to remake it make it goods and make it a, a strong movie so that we have something to to talk
0: about and i just I want know. to point out everything you just said does not apply to wildcats yeah well, <laughs> because uh, wait, it doesn't wait, what, it, what did you say i said everything you just said doesn't apply to wildcats because it didn't get into those topics
1: well and and yeah and that was where that's where i'm not going to knock it i'm and just i'm picking on maybe, you but maybe that's where the 18 percent came from is just and we don't need everything to do that, right. but it was just kind of a cute little movie, and it it didn't it didn't do anything. I mean, it didn't go into those relations. Well, that's fine. Then mm-hmm. show this woman trying to succeed in a man's world. Right. They didn't quite do that. Okay. Well, just
0: it, go it's for a, It's a cute movie, but it needed to take a stand on something.
1: Right. That was kind of going back to Soul Man. I mean, that was our discussion of Soul Man. Yeah. It, where? How? Wait. What? What's going on here? What right. are we? Is it a comedy or is it not? You know. So, and I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going uh, to say that all those thoughts were my own. You know, we, some of us listen to that West Wing weekly podcast.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Have you been listening recently? I haven't had a chance to lately. Okay. Well, in one of the early first season episodes, there was a discussion about, uh, uh, between one of the characters, Josh, and uh, a um, a nominee for a circuit court or a judgeship in a circuit court or something. Um, and they and they got into a discussion. It was getting into a discussion on race relations in general, but specifically reparations for slavery. And it ended with a very uh, cool point, where the the judge that was uh, arguing with Josh said, "You know, the whole idea of basically the whole idea of America is that it's not complete. It's supposed to be still being built. We're supposed to be figuring this out." And they kind of broke it down on that West Wing Weekly podcast. So that was kind of fresh in my mind as we were discussing this, but. You know, that's the job of the movie. I think if you're going to approach that, make it something so that, you know, it makes people take a stand and want to discuss it. You know? Yeah. So,
0: I don't know. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it. Do you have any final thoughts on Wildcats?
1: No. It's a fun movie.
0: Fun movie. Oh, wait, no. My final thought is football. Yeah, I was was going to say football. Football. Um, well, Pat and I are not going to, maybe I'll put that song in at the, at the end here, just playing in the background while we're doing our whole little spiel, but we're not going to try to sing it for you. Football. Yeah. Um, yeah. except for the three times we've it, just now done it.
1: Interesting at the beginning, interesting juxtaposition of that LL Cool J doing like a, you know, like an eighties, mm-hmm. you know, rap thing to like old footage of like, you know, classic football.
0: Right. And I was impressed. Being a, a University of Illinois alum, I was impressed that Red Grange made it into the lyrics of the song. So, yeah, there nice you go. job, LL Cool J.
1: Well, this was set supposedly. Well, it was filmed in Chicago, right? Right. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I know. So I, I, were, were I, I, cool I know. Uh, I know uh, LL is uh, listening to our podcast while he's mowing his lawn. So yeah, yeah. That's what See, the celebrities even do. That,
1: even that, like, just make it about football. You know, like you said, yeah. show what's her system. What's the thing? I mean. Mm-hmm.
0: Have it you know, honor like, the history of the game.
1: Right. And one of the things they mentioned was that, okay, we, we got a passer. We're going to use you a lot. I mean, there was a heck of a lot of passing in this. I mean, you really didn't see much in the way of defense, the running game, blocking, right. or anything like that. It was just every pass was like a 60-yard,
0: you know. Right. And and that's how you do movie football. Yeah. Movie football or sometimes modern football. Let's just throw. Yeah. Let's Forget yeah. the run. Let's just throw all the time. Yeah. Alrighty, well, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Um, you can reach us if you—I uh, mean, like—if you're, you can't like reach us physically. If, if you could, that would you be kind of touch us. That would be kind of creepy. Yeah. You know, I, I, I've, I touched, I've touched your kids, and and I feel like some of them have touched me too. <laughs> what? No. It, great. I, every single time it got to parent-teacher conferences, I would always watch that movie. That's just because awesome. I wanted to, you know, I was like, if I ever decide I don't want to do this job anymore, I'm going to do that yeah, parent teacher exactly. conference night. I'm going to relive the the school of rock scene there <laughs> and then I'm going to lose my job and get fired. And, uh, but not the not the actual physical reaching out. But uh, if you would like to reach out to us in terms of communication, uh, you can find us through our website podcast 330podcast.com. Uh, we are also at 30podcast at gmail.com if you want to email us. We are on Twitter. Um, like I said, feel free. Let's let's get to the 100 Twitter followers sooner rather than later here. So feel free to jump on over to Twitter uh, at 30podcast. We're on there. That's probably also where we do uh, most of our updating and sending stuff out. I'll you know, put up pictures every now and then or let people know that we're going to be talking about a particular movie. So if you've got feedback, then you can... Send some of it uh, our way through there. Um, I, I did put up the other day. We I took the kids to Chicago to the Art Institute, and cool. I, I took a picture of them standing in front of some of the paintings, just like Ferris Bueller. Awesome. And I, I put that out on uh, on Twitter. And I so I, I know you're not a Twitterer, so I'll, I'll send you a copy of that picture. I would like that picture. That'll be cool. Yeah, it's, it's not on your uh, it's not on your Twitface account. So <laughs> your your twit no, your, your agram. My twit facegrams. Your, your well, that was wrong.
1: Uh, <laughs> we're going to get ourselves into trouble mm. at some point.
0: I, I, would guess, I would say edit, but I'm not going to. Um, yes. We're going we're gonna to live dangerously. We're going to drive fast and take risks is what we're going to do. We've got
1: to do that, man.
0: Mm. We've got to do that. Uh, we are also on Facebook. You Feel free to hit us right on the face. Um, sometimes we need that. We're on Facebook.com slash 30 podcast. Um, we are also, depending on where you go to find your podcasts, we are on Stitcher. The Satchel Podcast Player. We're on Google Play Podcasts. We are on iTunes. And you can listen directly to the show at 3ZeroPodcast.com. Um, our next episode coming up uh, next Wednesday will be on the movie One Crazy Summer. So we've got a couple more, this being August and going back to school. Um, we've got a couple more school themed movies here coming up. We've got One Crazy Summer coming up next week, and then we will finish out the month of August with River's Edge. So if you want to see those movies before we talk about them, go watch them now, and then uh, we'll have those coming up in the next couple weeks. So until then, thank you, Pat. Thank you, John. And you all uh, be excellent to each other and go out and watch some good movies. (laughs) Football. We once were a team that never could mesh, it, but now we're something fresher than fresh I think we're jamming and that's the fact,
1: everybody say Wildcats, 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 Wildcats wildcat. It's the sport of kings, better diamond rings Football Mighty's little girls and no other sucker made a banner that was a bad mo-